What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Live from WIP Studios in Huntington Beach, California, this is What's Your Position? On today's show, we talk about monogamy. Girls, your mother and I are getting divorced. Monogamy isn't realistic. Say it. Monogamy isn't realistic. Again. Monogamy isn't realistic. I didn't understand that word at the time, but now I know exactly what that what, what he was talking about. And now, your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans, to a quickie on what's your position. Among many other things, we are discussing monogamy today. I know that fucking line. It's a movie. It's like a voiceover. It's at the beginning. It's like a flashback scene. Your mother and I are getting divorced. Monogamy isn't realistic. Oh, my God. I can see the movie. I can see the little girls. It's one word. It's a female comedian stand-up. Is it Amy Schumer? It is. I hate her. I didn't. That's why I said to you before, <laughs> I don't like this movie, but this quote is it's perfect. It's a great quote. What? What's the movie? Trainwreck. Trainwreck. That's right. Yeah. Hate is a strong word. You know what? I don't hate Amy Schumer. That's a mean yeah. thing to say. Yeah. I don't hate her. I dislike her strongly. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. She does, however... Kind of, actually, now that I think about it, fit in when we do the uh, tip here in a second. Today on the uh, What's Your Position Quickie, we're going to be answering your questions. I put out into the universe that I wanted to answer questions from fellow curious humans uh, about things that they had questions on for human sexuality purposes. I'm, I'm teaching right now, so I definitely want to incorporate kind of what I'm teaching and what I'm learning in my classroom and I want to make sure that I bring it here on the podcast so that it stays educational and I really wanted to let everyone know that we're, we're all curious about things. We all have questions that we're afraid to ask out loud. We're all have, we all have questions that we think people will judge us for if we ask them. And so sometimes it's just nice to put your question in a box and hope that, <laughs> phrasing, and hope that someone answers it. And so that was me for you. I am your anonymous box. <laughs> Is this going to be a thing throughout the entire I episode? I don't know. Because you're going to be pulling questions out of a box. And I just can't. I'm going to call it a container. Oh, shit. <laughs> that just completely <laughs> deflates it. Uh, again, phrasing. Uh, we're going to be answering some questions that we got, not only from our Instagram followers, please follow us at What's Your Position podcast, but also on our What's Your Position Google phone number. We actually had human beings who sent us some questions and we're going to answer them live on air, just like we promised we would do. It's a real thing. Please call us 513-6969-SEX. We've compiled these questions and hopefully they enlighten at least one of we you. We don't have any voicemails yet. No, no, no voicemails. No one's brave enough. <laughs> I'm calling you guys Gauntlet throw. Honestly, like it doesn't even be a question. Just be like, hey, this is... Uh, so-and-so from so-and-so where and uh i like your podcast and then you hang have up. a nice day we would love that yeah or call hey your podcast sucks all right, all right. Well, yeah. have a up. nice day now we got things to work on okay <laughs> yeah. anything anything please Five these, all, these are all texts and, and emails exactly yeah. which is okay it's fine. it's fine i love the communication i do um i appreciate the honesty the vulnerability 
uh, the willingness to ask these questions. Some of them, I actually haven't read them. So um, I don't know what question is coming at me. Producer is going to read them in his very professional announcer voice. If we run out, then there are some that you have. I do have but some. Those are backup. Mm-hmm. We I want to give her fresh but, ones. Yeah, these are fresh ones that I haven't answered yet, and I'm going to do my best to be honest and give my honest opinion. And again, this is trying to be educational, but also some things just are my opinion. And maybe the questions are about dudes, and I'm going to have to have you answer them. So we'll see. That's why I'm here. The very first thing I want to talk about. Uh, in concordance with the uh, quote that you gave earlier, um, is my tip of the day. Tip of the day brought to you by our official sponsor, Four Sons Brewing. Did you know they opened a new location on Main Street and now they have four locations? They got to keep it like that for a while, right? Well, four they, locations. Four sons, four, four sons. locations, right? Ah. Isn't that great? They've got one at Bellaterra that serves hot chicken. They've got one, their brewery, the OG brewery uh, in Huntington Beach, off Gothard by the fire station. They've got one in Pacific City that is just right in the middle of the uh, packing district looking area, the like the inside area where the uh, fucking American all dream. The hipsters are at. The hipsters are all hang out, yeah. hanging out there. And then they just opened one on Main Street. And they have pretzels and it's really good and it's packed. That's it? They don't have a lot of food there because Main Street is kind of like... It's just a bar? It's a bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe in future year or so, maybe they'll bring in that chicken. Maybe. 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 Or maybe they'll open another hot chicken down in like Newport or something. But they love Huntington Beach. Like they're local Huntington Beachers. So I don't know. I don't know if they're thinking about opening a new one. I still haven't gone to the other three. I've only gone to the OG place. I actually have never been to the one in Pacific City. Let's do it. Okay. Done. Thank you, Four Sons. We love you. We love you. Tip of the day. Because I said that Amy Schumer is kind of has something to do with this, I want to remind everyone just to, my tip of the day is to love yourself, your whole self, your body from head to toe, and embrace the impurities and embrace the imperfections and embrace the things that you think people are judging you for because most of the time, no one's judging you but yourself. Amy Schumer is an excellent example of this. She embraces her body. She talks about postpartum depression. She talks about uh, post-pregnancy body. And I fucking absolutely love that. So... I don't hate her. That's great. As a matter of fact, I she's just not funny. Her. She's just not funny. Trainwreck wasn't terrible. Yes, that it was. was actually no. It was like a cute for a rom com. Three stars. That's not bad. Really? I would take three stars if I made a movie. All right. For her first movie, like she wrote. I don't think she, she didn't direct it, but I think she's pretty sure she wrote it. We should scrutinize that movie because I think my three stars is worse than your three stars. Probably. I think my three stars is like a one uh, and a half star for you. You can go three and a half. You can go half stars. Two and a half stars. There you go. My tip comes from Vice. I love Vice, dude. They're so fucking cool. Ugh. Try to work on Vice, by the way. Uh, I have. A- Bitch. Diplo. Oh, that's right. What, what would Diplo do? The TV show was our first scripted. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what that comes from. It's <laughs> my favorite fucking sound effect. The idea of a large dick may not last forever. So... I want everyone to know that Vice has done this research with an art historian and actually small dicks were big in in ancient Greece and Rome. Like if you look at art and how art changes over time. <laughs> like they were in fashion. They weren't literally big. <laughs> you said little dicks are, were big back then. It's like, wait, huh? Is that, what? No, that just, would have been really confusing. Yeah, Thank you for clarifying. You're, you're welcome. That's why I have the dude here. 
No, small dicks were in fashion, I guess, but they were like more appreciated than big dicks. And actually big dicks used to be seen as very um, aggressive and animalistic. And if you wanted someone who had a big dick, it meant that you were uh, perverse, basically. Um, And small dicks were most definitely more appreciated uh, back in ancient Greece and Roman times. We can see it through art. We can see it through poetry. We can see it in writing. And now with like what we see on TV and in porn, it's all about big dicks. But anyone who has a penis that is less than five inches long, because five inches is the average size of a fully erect male penis in the United States. We have discussed this on the show time and time again. Five inches. What's the average for flaccid? Oh, that's fucking so varied. I have no idea. Because some people are growers and not showers. And some people are showers and not growers. And some people don't grow or show. Their dick is just always as big as it's going to be. Just because it fills with blood doesn't make it get any bigger. They're just, you know, they just are what they are. But my tip is to love yourself. Big dick, small dick, big boob, small boob. Love yourself. (laughs) Thank you, Diplo. That was a really loud. <laughs> uh, our statistic of the day comes from one of the questions we got on Instagram. So I asked the WIP community to send us their questions about human sexuality, and I'm not going to say the name. I promised they would be anonymous unless they specifically said they wanted to be mentioned on air. Um, But why are we a largely monogamous society? So this question took me to some research that I wanted to do about this. We actually have an unreleased quickie that will be coming out soon where we talk about some things that we've always kind of wanted to ask questions. I remember when we talked to Nate and Heck and Four Sons, it was kind of an impromptu uh, quickie. And we talked about like this, this idea of consensual non-monogamy and whether or not that was something anyone had ever brought up or discussed. I have heard this so much in the last year about non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy, consensual non-monogamy. It doesn't mean polygamous. It doesn't mean you marry concubines. It doesn't mean you have another person in your relationship, a third person that you date and take care of and love and go for their families on Thanksgiving. God, could you imagine going to fucking more than one family on Thanksgiving? Like anyone who's in a polyamorous relationship and you have to go to all the houses I live in a divorced household. And Ugh, it's just the same. The same. <laughs> Could you imagine if there was a polyamorous relationship with three people and all three people were from divorced families, so all three people had four houses to go? That's a math problem that I would like to write for future generations. It's a lot of turkey. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> yeah, I should have came up with a better dish. You should have. That's okay. We turned uh, it around. Stuffing. <laughs> yep. There you go. It's a lot of stuffing. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing. My statistic of the day. That was real good. My statistic of the day is since lockdown lifted. Now this can technically be seen in a couple of different ways, but this article was written in January of 2022. So I think they're talking about 2021. I think they mean since 2021. That's what I'm guessing. Since lockdown was lifted, how much of a percent increase 
mm-hmm. was there in searches on dating sites for non-monogamy. So the, the, it says, since lockdown was lifted, the app has seen a blank percent increase among couples searching for ethical non-monogamy and polyamory. So it's couples searching. Okay. Yeah. Um. Since the lockdown was lifted, the app has seen a blank percent increase among couples searching ethical non-monogamy and polyamory. And this is a dating site. I'm going to go... You brought it up for a reason, so it's not going to be like one percent because that's not going to be like good good podcasting. So, but I don't think it's like ninety nine percent because that's crazy. So, Robert, yeah, think bigger. If this is the only time I'm going to give you a hint on the statistic of the day. Okay. The parameters oh. with which your brain is working are very <laughs> one to a hundred, and you should probably a thousand percent. <laughs> everyone's fucking everybody no um I'll, I'll go i'll go i'll go you know it's gonna sound late i'm gonna go 50 you're gonna say 50 percent? that's high that is very fucking high yeah. a 50 percent increase okay you said go high i'm gonna go 50 right down the middle okay whatever no you're fine i meant get outside of the bonds of 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 what we think a normal percentage would be 69 <laughs> you're stupid yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do 69%. Okay, there you go. Okay. So why are we generally a monogamous culture? There's a lot of different theories surrounding this, and we're actually... Ooh, ooh, I... Mrs. Professor Weller, can I answer? Man in front. Oh, I, uh, religion? That's part of it. Oh, okay. Part. There's actually a lot of theories as okay. to why we're monogamous. One of them is religion. The Roman Catholics did not like the idea of people having multiple spouses. And back in like, we're talking like 300 BC, uh, it was very common for rulers, kings and queens to have. uh, There actually was a royal mistress was her name and she was a part of the high court. Like she actually had a title. Let's, let's get you that title. This today. is what I'm talking about. Like, why can't I be royal a royal mistress? mistress? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. God. Uh, it was actually a title. Like, she got shit. She got, like, part of the castle. Like, it was a thing. And queens had them, too. They they just did. Because everyone knew that this was a normal thing that people did. Also, evolutionarily wise, it makes more sense for us to have sex with as many people as possible because that increases the chance of procreation and of creating more people. And evolutionary, evolutionarily based, that is one of the one of the reasons that we are just not monogamous by nature. It isn't just men spreading their seed. That's not the only reason that we are ladies dropping their eggs. <laughs> Throwing it back at you. It's not just dudes. It's no, it's not. Know, it's females too. By the way, it's three eleven. What color is your energy? Uh, fuchsia. Wonderful. Brought to you by Four Sons. This, Mine's always amber. So. We're drinking a seltzer. We can't. It doesn't say what type it is. I know it's they just, just wrote the word seltzer it's just on the like can. Like a purple fuchsia them. color. It's delicious. It is really good, but it's fun. It's kind of a mystery flavor. Like mm-hmm. in the like, didn't we have that in the um? What was a mystery flavor? Oh, fruit fruit roll up. Or no 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 um. Airheads. Airheads. That's right. Yeah. The white one was always a mystery. It kind of tastes like Kool-Aid. Kind of does taste like Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like a good Kool-Aid. Yeah. Um, basically, we have pre-programmed internal ideas that we want to increase the species. And women, the more genetics your 
exposed to, the farther the species will go. You want to make sure that you find somebody who's strong, somebody who has good genes, somebody who can take care of chill babies and pass on good genetics. And the best way to find that person is to have sex with lots of people. And that's how you find that person. This is the evolutionarily idea. And, and guys, by the way, this is just my summarization of it. So please don't take me to the APA or something. Um, that's why we have a disclaimer in the beginning and, and the end. end. <laughs> <laughs> Covered all of our bases. All of the bases. Uh, speaking of bases, angels are up seven to two. Um, oh, yeah. I've, I closed it. Jerk. Yeah. Thank you. You talking about sex or whatever? I am. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's great. Perfect. Get some more metaphors for us. It's a lot of different reasons that our culture is so monogamous, but honestly, religion kind of kicked out the idea of the royal court having mistresses, and and, um, that happened back way a long fucking time ago. And then oddly enough, money, as soon as we started developing a currency, and I'm not talking about like the dollar bill, like there's money and there's currency prior to- Gold and gems. Anything, really, that's a currency. We began to prize this idea of giving our daughter who can bear children to someone as a currency wow (coughs) makes sense though right so and then with the idea of like raising children you can't really be polyamorous and like i mean you can but honestly it's like you want to stay with the person you made the kid with right because then you want that kid to have a dad and you want that kid to have a mom and you want that kid to be part of the lives of the people who created them so raising kids kind of not forced us, but sort of like made it so that we stayed with a person, even if we weren't necessarily attracted to them anymore, especially when people are having like 12 babies, like where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? It's like their job. That's their job in nature. Exactly. But so we actually aren't monogamous, which is the odd thing. What we are is called socially monogamous. Mm. Um, We've been told for, centuries that monogamy is the way to go like but when you think about what monogamy actually is it's mating for life which means that when your mate dies you no longer have a mate and also you mate with the first person you ever meet and you never have another mate again so that's like the true definition that's exactly what it is one person for your entire life so We aren't really monogamous. We are conveniently monogamous. Mm-hmm. We're serial monogamists, right? We go. There's from, some out there. There's some yeah, people there who are. do that for sure. Yeah. yeah, but then if their if their spouse dies when they're forty, what are they not going to remarry? Some people do that. Some people do that, and and they are the exception to the norm. Finally got this fucking wife on my back. Now I can travel. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we have this. But I can't fuck any other girls though. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna travel the world, but then no fucking. Fuck your camel. You know, that's probably oh, okay. what easy, people have. Easy. I'm just saying, it's your options. You have options. Um, so I wanted to answer this question by letting that listener know thank you. We now have to do an entire fucking episode because it was way too big for me <laughs> to handle in one question. It's a, it's a very deep question, and I appreciate it. Um, and it is going to be answered in a full length episode because it is something I personally want to dissect and I would like to learn more about. I have three books that I bought on the topic on the topic itself. So I will read those books and I will get back to you. Thank you for your question. There you go. This is like I said, a little foreplay. This little, yeah, it's a little foreplay for the full frontal. So are we getting into the questions? Yeah. Okay. I have a question though. I have my own question about <laughs> sure. 
on monogamy still. Um, it, what about other animals? Yeah. Penguins okay. and bears. Right. No, they don't do that. Um, so let me go ahead and read you a couple of, of really, really quick things about specific animals sure that you, do this. You'd want to touch that on the full. Episode. I'm going That was like to, the first sure. thing I was like, yeah. like, there's a lot of animals out no, there absolutely. That, just, that do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where'd it go? Uh, Hold, please. So lobsters don't mate for life. They mate for vacation, which is hilarious. Um, True monogamy in the animal kingdom is actually incredibly rare, especially for mammals. The California mouse and the Mulgassi giant jumping rat, who are among the very few animals that have been identified who actually mate for life and stay faithful quote unquote to one another scientists call this genetic monogamy so genetically predisposed to be monogamous there are some animals that are almost completely monogamous those are prairie voles swift foxes golden cheeked gibbons um, who try to stay with the same mate for a long period of time but have been found to to go and mate with other uh, animals of their species and then come back to their mate that they stay with. So, um, and like, you know, the, the golden cheeked gibbon wife is standing with the rolling pin at the top of the tree when the, the husband comes home after screwing the whore cheek gibbon down the street. Uh, no, there's no such thing as like a jealous wife, but yeah, there's not really many true examples of it in, in the animal kingdom and especially among ourselves, the mammals. So, well, that's like I said, a little foreplay to the to the. Uh, if you guys have any more questions about about monogamy, monogamy toss them our way. Get it, get it in soon. Because okay, I'm nervous because I literally don't know what these questions this are. This first one is. Uh, is it a doozy? It's, it's here we go. Oh right. boy, it's got names on it, but I'm not gonna say it. Okay, you need to you need to do your announcer voice. Oh, do we need some music? Oh my God, do we need some music? While he's pulling up music, I would like to also give a shout out uh, to. The So-So Scrutiny Podcast, who do just an amazing job breaking things down that they find interesting oh, in their daily lives. Uh, things that you might find interesting. Movies, pop culture, television, music. Check them out. So-So Scrutiny Podcast. Thank you for that. Mm. We're, we're, lo- we're on a little bit of a hiatus. It's okay. You have a buttload of episodes that people can listen to. Yeah, we've been doing it for two or three years now. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe not three. I don't know. But... Corey's just doing going through some stuff. Not he's he's, he's, he's doing great. I went hung out with him yesterday. Everything's great. We're just taking a little bit of a break, and it's everything's okay. We're gonna come back and super excited for yeah. it. Hell yeah! We're actually here's a little preview. We're actually talking about starting back up in summer, mm. we're gonna, and we're gonna do like maybe an episode, maybe in like next month, like a little quickie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it mini sode, um, <laughs> and just catch everybody up with what's been going on with us and then preview some movies like which nice. ones works. what's coming out yeah Not, oh that's a good idea and then we'll hit it hard in, in yeah, the summer that's so. a really good idea yeah. actually i like that um also want to just remind you all that our phone number is 513-696-SEX and you can text you can also email us at what's your position podcast at gmail.com. You can also always send me messages at what's your position podcast on Instagram. Announcer, please, the first question. Uh, this is uh, Lemmy, Doa. Lemmy Doa. He uh, remixed Always Sunny Stuff. I played it before. All right, here we go. Uh, I won't say the names because I don't want to call this person out. Ashley Weller, Professor Weller. Where did AIDS come from? Did it actually start with bestiality? <laughs> That is the question. All right. 
I can answer this and I'm going to try to answer each of these in under three minutes. So this is a very summarized version. The answer is no, it did not come from bestiality. There's actually a theory called the hunter gatherer theory. HIV, not AIDS, HIV started in uh, what is now known as the Democratic Republic of the Congo. It did start in gibbons and chimpanzees. It was known as SIV, simian immunodeficiency virus. And that virus was able to be transferred to a human being through transmission of blood. So a lot of people don't know this, but when you're hunting, you know, wild game in Africa, um, you technically can eat it raw. um, And a lot of the hunters do. There's also a lot of fighting going on. Chimpanzees aren't just going to lay down and fucking die for you so they'll eat your face and they'll bite you and scratch you and viruses get- I put money on monkeys I absolutely humans. would they'll put money on the fucking monkey they will kill you like literally don't fuck with a monkey <laughs> they go for your balls and then they go for your face yeah. they know exactly what <laughs> they to do exactly what to do so it started in um, simians and was transmitted through hunting through blood trans- transmission nobody fucked a monkey you guys that's not what happened like that is a great question because I feel like I feel like this rumor is gone but it's clearly not um, and then it was it it took a while for the genetics of the virus to mutate enough for that virus to get passed on from human to human and then they pass it on through blood and semen and vaginal fluids and breast milk and the where it was started was actually on the uh, westernmost coast of Africa and Haiti actually sent people over to Africa on ships and in ports we know there's a lot of prostitution and there's a lot of sex happening so once the virus mutated and was able to be in human beings it was transmitted through sex work and then they took it back to Haiti and then we got a lot of slaves from Haiti because we're assholes and a lot of those slaves came up here and had sex up here and then they were transmitting it um, through sexual contact and then it really took off in the 70s when there was a giant sexual revolution um, and a giant like we had uh, hedonism to the max in the 70s so a lot of drug use um, and HIV can be transmitted through needles a lot of sex HIV can be transmitted through vaginal sex anal sex and oral sex um, and then blood transfusions as wait, well wait. HIV can be through oral sex yeah which both ways yeah so if you get vaginal fluid in your mouth that has HIV you gotta have and a you, have a, you have to have, have a cut, cut in your mouth yeah. you have to have okay. an open sore right. in your mouth but okay. if you have a canker sore or you've got gingivitis or you've got like right, right. you know what I mean yeah. um, so be safe so be safe be safe you know we should do a full episode on HIV oh, I thought you were going to say a whole episode on oral we could do both we could do both <laughs> but I want to make sure I clarify one thing about that question AIDS is not what gets transmitted from person to person yes. and AIDS is not a virus AIDS is what happens to someone it's a syndrome it stands for acquired immunodeficiency syndrome and it's what happens to a person when the virus HIV kills too many t-cells and that person's body is now in a fight mode and they have less than 200 t-cells and everything makes them sick and they can T-cells are like the army. They're like they the army of, the, of your body. Yeah. yeah. If you get a hangnail, Last your T-cells are making kind of fucking thing. blood cells to go fix your hangnails. So yeah. if you get HIV, your T-cells are fighting, but they're also getting killed by the HIV. And if enough HIV kills enough T-cells, you develop AIDS. No one can give you AIDS. No one can transmit AIDS. So I just you want to clarify HIV, that. and right. then you get you AIDS. might you might get AIDS. Yes, like you might like Magic, Magic Johnson, Johnson never got AIDS. He Jinx, what difference? And quote me, quote. So there you go. Thank you, right. announcer. I don't know how long that was. <clears throat> Next okay. question. Ooh, this is a long one. Here we go. <clears throat> no name on this one. Obviously, men have spent... Oh, okay, sorry. I said spent. Obviously, men have semen that happen that happens upon orgasm. But what actually happens is the... What actually is the substance that women secre- secrete when they orgasm? It's, is it 
is it not this person has terrible writing and has no idea about spacing okay. with their words <laughs> it's not is like one word it's not sp- and they spelled sperm two different ways <laughs> oh no no they spelled semen right but they spelled sperm wrong it's not sperm so what what is it and what is it that's purpose oh well, what is its purpose? purpose okay <laughs> one thing these people have terrible writing tell me so okay <laughs> okay i'm laughing not i'm not laughing at the question i'm laughing at, at the fact that sperm was spelled wrong i don't know how that's possible but that's okay how do you, how do you think they spelled it s p r m s p i r m interesting um I'm a horrible speller. I literally have no legs to stand on here. I can't even spell the word does. So uh, females ejaculate. It, it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, it's a mix of like a protein that comes out of the skein's gland. Um, but the skein's gland is located right near the opening of the urethra. So there could technically be some very watered down urine in, associated with it. But it is a protein base, uh, just secretion of the human body. Um, and then the vaginal lubrication that happens on the inside of the vaginal wall when a woman gets aroused is also made near the skein's gland. And it's just lubricating the inside of the wall. It's purpose is so that sex feels good. Yeah. And then a woman ejaculates because then she can va- vaginally lubricate herself and she can have another orgasm because we're that cool. Lucky dogs. Right. All right. It's not sperm. Or spearum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These these are this is three questions. Oh jeez. <clears throat> these three questions are Okay. What is the reasoning behind men getting erections at random and sometimes inappropriate times? Well, the reasoning is not, there's not reasoning behind it. It's called arousal non-concordance. And it's basically sometimes your brain gets aroused. So it's think about it this way. Have you ever gone on a walk because you're hungry and you think to yourself, I'm hungry. And you look at a restaurant and you're like, I don't want pizza. I don't want Mexican I don't want Chinese. I don't want burgers. I don't, right? Like, so your your stomach is hungry, but your brain is like, I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. Or have you ever walked by a pizza shop and smelled it and your brain is like, ooh, pizza. Barbecue. But you just ate a fucking trough oh, yeah. load of food and you're like, why am I hungry? Like, what the fuck is going on? It's the same thing with sexual non- or arousal non-concordance and it happens in men and women. So sometimes our brain is like in the middle of a math test and Mm -hmm. has absolutely no desire to be turned on, but our pants rub us in a funny way (laughs) or the wind blows and there's an erection. It happens the other way too, where a girl can actually get lubricated and it might appear that she is sexually aroused. Um, Her nipples might be hard and she might be lubricated, but in her mind, she is absolutely not into it. And just because someone has an erection or someone is lubricated, it doesn't mean they want to have sex. And just because someone cannot get lubricated or cannot get an erection doesn't mean they don't want to have sex. And morning wood. And morning wood, yeah. A lot of that's because I have to pee. Right, built up. Which sucks because it's like one of the best boners you could get. Mm-hmm. 
but but you can't do anything you're with not it. You're horny, and no. then you got to pee, and then it goes. Even away. if it's you like, are oh. horny, when you you can't have sex and pee, have to pee, so you have to go pee, and well, then you lose it. And you some come. people are into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. That's fair. To a uh, second question: Do people really have an addiction to sex, or is it, or is this, or is there some other underlining reason behind those who choose to have multiple partners or? have sex multiple times a day. Okay, so like that's two that's that like one. two different things. Yeah. So someone who's addicted to sex and someone who has sex with multiple people multiple times a day, those are not the same thing. Someone might have a high sex drive. That does not mean that they are addicted to sex. Sorry. Dan DeVito's <laughs> yelling over you. <laughs> You can. Sorry. This, yeah, this, these songs have little clips from Always Sunny. So. It's it's not that someone who wants to have a lot of sex or someone who wants to have a lot of partners is a sex addict. That's a completely different topic. So let me just answer the first question, which is, are people really addicted to sex? This is a highly debated topic in the scientific and the human sexuality community. Like, there are two different fucking camps. Really? I thought it'd be, yes. Yes, there is. How is there not? So a lot of scientists look at sex as a biological need, similarly to food. You can't. Yeah. Okay. So okay. people can have addiction to that. Too. I know. But the word addiction, when you look it up, it, it's, it's a different word that it's. So what we think it is, is actually compulsive behaviors. Right. So there's a lot of scientists who believe that sex addiction is actually compulsive behaviors. Like, so is binge eating. That's a compulsive okay. behavior. Because for most people, if you have an addiction to heroin or an addiction to alcohol, you have to completely eliminate that from your life in order to survive. Uh. And sex, typically when someone is engaging in sex that seems addictive, what's happening is they are using porn um, more frequently or it's be, or it interferes with their life. Like they end up uh, buying hookers because they need some sort of uh, gratification. And it's not just the act of sex. It's typically something like masturbating onto somebody or like a constant need to feel um, mis like, like, if it becomes something that takes over your daily life, it, beco it becomes something that you cannot live without. It becomes something that you experience withdrawal from. Then yes, we can say that there is a addiction, but I think the addiction comes from the compulsive portion, not from the act of sex itself. Okay. okay. Um, I think I've asked this before. Have you seen the movie choke? No, you should watch it. I know Sam Rockwell. I'm going to have to just watch it now because I think you've said it like three times. <laughs> My it's, rule of it's three. It's from the same writer as Fight Club. Was that Panalak? Chuck Panalak? Yeah, whatever. Pan Pantalantic? Panalani? It's, it's not like Fight Club at all. It's Oh. But it's it's not like dark and because it's by a different director. It's like a totally different movie. Okay. But the concepts are still very heady and yeah. I think he talks to like the camera kind of thing. Or breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. I love when they do that. So yeah, highly recommend that one. All right. Um, all right. Oh, and then the last question on this one. Let's, let's take a break. With the with the, I had someone help me transcribe all of the questions, so I'm sorry if producer is having a difficult time because I think this person's handwriting is trash. A little bit. It's and, and yeah, I'm just having a hard time. It's fine. Uh, with the term squirting mm. that people use, what is it that? What is it exactly? What causes it? Oh, that's kind of part of the, the first Yeah. One. Squirting is just female ejaculation. So what causes it? A stimulation to that gland and the and orgasm. Um, what's the purpose? Lubrication. And it feels good. 
Sex is the purpose. Sex is the purpose. You doing another one? No, it's going to break. All right. Solid. It's a great time to stop. Jesus. Amazing. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to go downstairs and uh, get a beer. And because uh, we're at a studio It'll now. It'll be moments for you. Literally. We'll come back with a blink uh, of an eye. sexy moment in TV history. Sexy moment in TV just, history. Just heads up. This one is the probably the longest one I've ever played. <laughs> but it's worth it. I'm excited. It's a classic. I can't fucking wait. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Want to get something off your chest? Have a burning sex question? Call now for a chance to be live on air with What's Your Position? 513-6969-SEX. That's 513-6969-739. We will answer your questions, hear your comments, and play you live on air. Call us soon. What's your position? Sexy moment in TV and movie history. I dated this girl for a while, and she was really a nasty freak. She just loved to get down with sex all the time. She was like, any time of day, she was like, yeah, let's go. I'm so nasty. And I'd be nailing her. Oh, shit. She'd be like, oh, you're nailing me. Cool. She talked dirty to you? Oh, she loved to dirty talk totally into it she'd be like yeah let's screw let's i want to fuck god it was so dirty she'd be like oh me so horny me love you long time so so so, so what was the titties like bro? yeah describe her yeah. uh yeah oh yeah she had great tits Oh, no, 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 no. But I mean, like, detail, though. Does she have, like, you know, them little pink teeny nipples? Oh, yeah. Or, or like, the long National Geographic nipples? Long. You have, like, the, the bumpy Braille nipples, the Stevie Wonders? Yeah, they were nice. You know, and, like, you grab a woman's breast, and it's... And you you feel it, and it feels like a bag of sand when you're touching it. Bag of sand? You know what I mean. Why don't we just play? Why don't we just deal the cards? What are you, what are you talking about? Have you ever felt a breast before, man? Yes. Dude, are you gay? No, I'm not gay. I've been with tons of women. I touched the guy's balls at Hebrew school once. Hey, dude, it's not a big deal. You like to fuck guys. I'm cool. I got friends that fuck guys in jail. No, I'm not gay. No, I've borked a lot of women in my day. You borked? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, answer this question. Are you a virgin? <laughs> Are you a virgin? Yeah, yeah, not, not since I was 10. It all makes sense. You're a virgin. I am. Shut up. How does that happen? He's a fucking virgin. Oh, I knew it. That makes so much sense, oh, man. Look, he's a virgin. You guys, wait, 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 you guys are hilarious. All right, all right, all right. Come on, don't be mean. I'm not being mean. I'm yeah. trying to help the partner out. I'm trying to say I want to get you laid, dude. I, I understand what's going on You here, guys right? are so up your asses. From now on, your dick is my dick. I'm getting you some pussy. (laughs) 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 
They don't even remember. Those guys are cool. This is gonna be bad. <laughs> well, I told you they good one. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. For those of you who did not listen to the moment in television history go back because i promise you it's going to make the next four minutes of your life better and happier because (laughs) it's just such a great scene also that movie is 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 pretty great like 40 year old virgin is is a classic put a lot of people like on the like steve carell was oh yeah i mean seth rogan paul rudd came back the office would not have i think the success I mean, it, it's still great, but I mean, yeah. him coming off that movie, everyone was like, oh, Dude, what's this show he's uh, on? Oh, my God. Hey, no, man. Leslie Mann is in that. Yeah. And she wasn't like, like she did Tarzan and she did something else. And then she kind of was off for a mm. while. And then she did that and she fucking was in everything. And right. Anything that Apatow does. Well, they're married. well, they're yeah. married. And also so. their daughter is in Euphoria and she is amazing. <sighs> I still need to watch it. Um it feels like homework to me. Okay, it, it's not. So don't watch it till it feels good. How's that? Okay. Okay. All right, let's get back to Just questions. Let me know. Back to the questions. Oh, no, let me tell you my stat of the day. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so I asked you after the lockdown, a specific dating site saw a, an increase in the number of couples searching for non-monogamy and polyamory. The increase, Robert, was 400%. Your eyeballs just almost popped out of your head. I, I w- When you said hi, I was thinking... Wait, maybe it is like above 100%. I was trying to get you to go outside the well, parameter. Were, and then I, I couldn't said, give you a great hint. I had to just give you 50, a hint. And you're like, that's pretty high. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe no, we'll... you said that's high. And I was like, sure, I guess. Like, oh. if that's where you want to go with that, that's fine. 400%. People are fucking. People be fucking. When you said 1,000, I was like, please don't change your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I respect the 69, though. I respect it. All right, go. back to the questions, please. We'll just play it. Regular uh, Always Sunny music. Oh, yes. All right, here we go. (coughs) Professor is ready. Ooh, nice and easy. I love it. Thank God. Easiest period product to use. Oh, my God. All right. This is in the eye of the beholder. Like, there's... (laughs) Tampon holder? I guess. The eye of the... Vagina holder? The eye of the menstrual holder. I don't know. (laughs) So, period products can be a variety of things from... Rags to pads to discs to tampons to cups to underwear to um, uh, birth control, right? Birth, I was just gonna say that. Pre- cheers to you. God, I'm proud of you. I kind of learn stuff on this sometimes. You did so good. You're a good boy. You're learning the good stuff. Sorry, four sons. We're not drinking your beer. We are not we're not gonna mention who we're drinking. No, 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 not, no, no, no. We don't. We don't, it's we, good we don't talk about. We don't talk about them. No, not in they front of force. A- not in front of force. I don't know what that. Just show me the can. I don't. Don't say it. Oh, I don't know who would make. I that don't one. either. Okay. 
This um, one is a big one. It's IPA. We're drinking IPAs, and they're not Four Sons, and we're very sorry. They're good, but please don't. They're not Four Please sons. don't stop loving us. And okay. no, they're not. Um, easiest period e- product. Easiest birth control, I guess. Like because it really just get gets one. rid of it. Yeah. I guess if but what is what is easy? So easiest to use. I guess pads would be the most like user friendly as far as like dummy mistakes would be made. Tampons are a little difficult, but once you get the hang of it, it's super fucking easy to use, but they kind of dry out the inside of your vagina. I've heard that menstrual cups are fucking phenomenal. And if I ever get a period again, I'm investing in one. Um, They are eco-friendly and they last for 10 years and you only have to buy one and it's easy to use. I've never used one, so I can't speak to it. Um, but I would imagine that right now, easy as far as you don't have a period, birth control. Easy as far as you do have a period, um, I, I would say menstrual cup, just from what I've heard. But that's an opinion that I, I haven't tested you haven't and tried used it, this. So haven't used this. But uh, Of the ones I've used, tampons. There you go. <clears throat> um, this must be a common question to everybody. Discharge, question mark. <laughs> like, I know it's normal in general, but why? What's normal? All of that. <laughs> Fantastic wording, That's by the way. Yeah. Discharge, question mark. Why? Okay. The female body. Oh, my God. There were two questions about this back to back. That's really hilarious. So the human body uh, for females is a self-cleaning oven. So basically, uh, every day, our bodies are going to expel any sort of bacteria that doesn't serve us, that doesn't, it has no purpose or it's harmful in some way or it doesn't need to be in there nesting and creating yeast. Like, no one needs bread in the vagina. I know, it's awful. Uh, he's making a yuck I'm making face. A, yeah, sorry. A bad I, face. I have to make noises for my face. You do. You should. You should get the horn out. Well, I can't. I I'm busy. Anyways, it's fine. Yeah. So discharge is actually just the female's body way of cleaning itself every single day and getting bad bacteria out of the body. The great thing about this is that our bodies clean themselves internally so we don't have to. So no one needs to use a douche. So please don't do that. You'll mess up your pH balance and get a bunch of fucking infections. And guys, you have pre-cum so you can actually clean the outside of your penis by yourself and you should make sure you get all the folds especially if you are uncircumcised. Uncircumcised men, by the way, have higher STI rates than circumcised men because bacteria gets caught in the fold of the skin however they do report higher sensitivity on the head of the penis i I feel bad for men who get (laughs) circumcised and want that i don't know it's an aesthetics thing in this country but whatever we must have that fact or quote-unquote fact from people who were uncircumcised and then got it and was like fuck yeah Fuck, That's the only way God to get damn that. It. But also, like Can people, I get back? people yeah. that we, they rate their like sexual satisfaction on the head of their penis, and it looks like men with high with circumcision don't yeah. uncircumcised penises rate it higher. Anyways, if you clean your balls and your testicles and your scrotum and your penis and the head of your penis and in the folds and everything and pee, and pee you're good. Pre-cum is what comes out of the tip of the penis, and that's really the only discharge a man should have. And it only comes out when a man gets aroused. And he can be aroused by anything. He can be aroused by dirty talk. He can be aroused by a conversation. He can be aroused by a gust of wind. And he may experience a little bit of leakage in uh, out of the tip of his penis. And what that is is evolution's way of saying we're going to rid the penis of any bacteria 
any leftover semen, any leftover urine. It's like Windex for the penis, right? Just spray that shit down there. It Don't. Com- Put Windex <laughs> on your fucking penis. <laughs> I said it's like. It's a joke, guys. It's like Windex yes. for the penis. Don't do it that. comes from the Cowper's gland, so it's also called Cowper's fluid, and it comes out before sex. But unfortunately, what be- was that? Oh, sorry, uh, Cowper's obviously named after someone. A uh, dude. What was that? Other Skeens. It's a dude. The girl and the girl. Yeah. It's named after a dude. It's they're all named after dudes. Fuck yeah. Fuck dudes. Fuck yeah. I'm so mad. We're so smart. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we should do the Susan B. Anthony and be like, hey, I realize that men have been on money for a long time, but do you think that we could put some women on there and be like, hey, I realize that the Skeens gland is named after Dr. Skeens, but like, can we name it after? It's a good name. Michelle Obama. Skeens. That's a good, that's that's fun. I don't think I've ever said Skeens. Can it be the Oprah gland? All right, another question. Uh, that was definitely more than three minutes. All right. Do you have any advice for someone who... This is a kind of back before with the, uh, the birth control. Do you have any advice for someone who has concerns with their current birth control? Um, oh, boy. Next, next plan? Next plan on. Implant, question yep. mark? Yep. And then such concerns being a noticeable change in mood. Yeah. So birth control, there's a ton of of debate surrounding birth control right now and I'm caught up in the middle of it and I'm a little nervous about it. Um, uh, My advice is to, oh God, birth control is phenomenal for many, many reasons. It gives women power and typically the power is taken from us. That's fine. This makes it so that we are in control of our bodies. We don't have to get pregnant if we don't want to. We don't have to have a period if we don't want to. It's empowering. Um, It also helps women with cramps. It helps them with acne. It helps them with weight gain. Birth control is phenomenal. But there's also a lot of downsides. And it can cause depression. It can cause weight gain. It can cause acne. It can cause um, irregular periods. My suggestion to you is to talk to your gynecologist, please. And do research. Research everything you can about birth control and find the one that is going to give you what you want. If you don't want a period anymore, Nexplanon or IUDs, those are great. If you don't want hormones, copper IUDs are phenomenal. Did you see that thing that was going to kind of going around? Maybe you saw it on Instagram. A woman put her IUD because it was like expired uh-huh. took it out and then she framed it <gasps> on her wall and said you know thank you good sir for oh serving God. the good fight and all this stuff and it was like my husband's not a fan of this <laughs> of our of our new art piece or I'm totally doing that when they take mine out <laughs> I'm literally gonna ask if I can have it and I can frame it I'm gonna fucking frame it and we're gonna hang what? it in the studio it, I'll try to find it but if you guys know what I'm talking about send it to that's Ashley that's amazing please send it to me oh oh uh, our uh, on a, other our, he's an official sponsor is that Kevin's cock? Yeah, can we get Tails? A, give me a cocktail. Hey, come here for a second. Come, come here. Our husband just... Our Hus- husband. Husband Kevin Weller, come in here real quick. Can you say hi to everybody? What's up, everybody? <laughs> How was your workout? It's good. Yeah? It's good. All right. Well, we have a beer, so we don't need your services, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Well. But we love you. Next episode. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? I love him. Uh, Birth control is really up to you. If you want to use condoms, use condoms. If if you want to use a hormonal method, use it. But talk to your doctor. That's my advice. That's my advice. There you go. Pubic lice is a thing. (laughs) It's a thing. 
So the whole question. Pubic lice is a thing? <laughs> question mark? It is. Pubic lice is a thing. All right. Next question. <laughs> I really love. Crabs. No, no, hold on. Let me do another one. Crabs is real. It's terrible. That's what it is, right? Crabs. crabs. Pubic lice is crabs. It's crabs. How does the surgery work to change sex? Okay. So I think what they're asking is... I'm going to give you five minutes on this one. No, it's okay. I don't know like a lot about this, so I'm not going to pretend that I do. Um, I know the mechanics of it. So luckily, I have a very amazing friend named Jessica Lynn who has gone through this surgery, and she has agreed to come on the podcast. So I would rather save this question for her. But I will tell you that if you are going to change um, anything about the... uh, There's top and bottom surgery. I'll, I'm going to ask or answer right here. Talk to your doctor. No, I want to oh, answer it. No, I just no. want to say, talk to your doctor. <laughs> yeah. But there is top Always and, talk to your doctor. There's top and bottom surgery. So right. top is to, to remove breasts or to give breasts, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's also uh, Adam's apple shaving surgery wow. to help remove yeah. that kind of aesthetic from the from the male throat so that they look more I female. I kind of forget about that one, yeah. Cheek implants also because women have puffier cheeks than men. Mm. Um, there's also dental surgery because women have a larger uh, larger front teeth than men. So People would uh, notice that? It actually just makes them feel more comfortable about who they are and they look like women when they look in the mirror. Wait, what, sorry. What do they have different? Women have different teeth? What is it? Uh, their front teeth are more prominent. Huh. Their bite is more forward. And then, it might depend on the person, though, too. It's typical among most skeletal remains that you can tell it's a male or a female by the um, oh, the jawbone, the, mandib- the mandibular, okay. um, <laughs> and mastication, which is chewing, by the way. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, but also the bottom surgery, so the genital surgery, they either take the penis and and do their very best to keep certain... I'd frame mine. Surgery. <laughs> If I was going to do it, like, hey, thanks, dude. Next question. All right. <laughs> How did such an inaccurate res- re- representation of female sexual pleasure make it into mainstream media? I'm really just hoping for something other than male direction being the reason. Okay. So this person clearly wants to know that it's not just because men had something to do with it. Is that what you're getting from this question? That's a, it's a weird question. It's a very How strange question. How did such question. an inaccurate representation... An inaccurate representation. Of okay, female so, sexual pleasure... Correct. Okay. ...make it to mainstream So media. here we go. Let me talk to you about this really quick. So uh-huh. have you ever seen a movie where the woman... And you've seen this, so you're going to say yes. Movie, like, gen, like Knocked Up. Yeah, I kind of watch movies. Go ahead. Okay. So like Knocked Up or Troy or Sopranos... They stick their dick in, and the girl immediately moans and comes in five seconds. Yeah, that's how it happens. That's <laughs> not how it happens. Oh, really? not uh, how it happens uh, for well, most people. All of my encounters. Of course, Just right? Um, so how did this... So I, I would think that somebody from a film background would understand the next phrase. For women, we need foreplay. And then we need time, at least 20 minutes or so, before we're going to get to the point. 20 minutes? Jesus. You watch an episode of Seinfeld in that matter. This is what I'm saying. So I think the fact is they have to speed it up. Which George Seinfeld, or George, George Seinfeld, George Costanza did. He was watching TV while he was having sex. It's, and it's unfortunately like, obviously like the first time you stick a dick in somebody, you don't come right. Well, okay, that's a lie. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> 
but it takes some time. Like sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes it doesn't happen. So I think it's, I literally think it's for the, like you have 30 seconds to show a sexual encounter. Yeah. You can't, you, we don't have 20 minutes. But what's the hottest part of the sexual encounter? Is it the middle? No. There are some good sex scenes where like you see the foreplay and then right. you don't see the sex. So you right. assume Correct. Oh, they fucked but all like, night. But like you want to <laughs> see the penetration. Like that's what people want. And so the penetration is the beginning, but the beginning isn't where it ends. Mm. So And it's hard to like slow that down, I think. Mm-hmm. It has nothing I, to do with male directors. I have a really good uh, sexy moment in TV history. That you're going to do? Yeah, I wish I would have played it for this one. Damn it. It's really good. Yes. Okay, next one. All right, question. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Men, oh, that's me. <laughs> Have you ever felt shame shir- surrounding sex, virginity, etc.? Growing up? Question mark. Okay, so, so, I'm so, not going to answer this. Um, yeah, you know, um, it's now that we're talking about the sexy moment in history that I played the four year old virgin. When that movie came out, I was a virgin, and I was like seven. I was in high school or somewhere around there, and it made me go, "Fuck, am I going to be forty when I'm a virgin?" Like, oh no. Yeah. So. But I knew, like, I knew it was gonna happen. I was just taking my time. I yeah. wasn't. I looked at some of my friends that were fucking at like fourteen. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> do that. And those girls, <laughs> I don't want to hang shit. out with. No. I'll find her. It's okay. And I did. And it was terrible. Um, but, <laughs> no, it wasn't terrible. It was just it wasn't great. Like we mentioned on the other. Uh, we mentioned on the all fir- of them. The like, first time. Is, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's a practice thing. It's practice. It's like, the, it's like the first time you ever play baseball and don't know how to play baseball. Robert. I've I've played baseball and I and I know how and I still suck. There you go. It just takes practice. No, That's I don't. No, I I really am just bad at sports. Okay, you're good at podcasting though. Hey. Cheers. Okay, I was gonna fist bump, but we'll cheers. No, no, we're gonna cheers. cheers. That's weird. We don't fist bump. We don't. I know. I don't know what that fuck was, weirdo. All right. So um, you have you felt shame before? Yeah, it happens. From um, who? Like just media. In media. I say okay. Media. So it's not I'm like not- your friends made fun of you. No. My friends weren't like, hey, are you a virgin? And I would say yes. And they would like laugh at me. No, it wasn't. Okay. We, you kind of knew who. Did you guys talk about it? Uh, like we'd not. I guess kind of like my friends would, you know, we would be hanging out and like oh, I hung out with this girl and like, yeah, you know, guy would brag. And, yeah. But then I would sit there like, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Give me, give me a couple years and I got, then I got something. I All wonder right. if husband Kevin Willard. Go ahead. All right, next question. Um, that one's really long. <laughs> I th- and I was also thinking, I don't think this is going to be a uh, quickie. I think this needs to be a full frontal. Oh, boy. With our audience. Like, full frontal with the audience. Like, these are... Are we taking another break, then? We can. This is over an hour now. Let's go. After this question. we still got a lot of questions. After this question, we're going to take a break. Because you guys really had a lot of fucking questions. And I want Robert They're to answer more questions. All right, here we go. Is sex with your ex a bad thing? Ooh. <laughs> My God. No. And yes. Well, it depends. No, no. No. Mm. And yes. Okay. And yes? <laughs> no. And yes. Oh, no. And yes. I said it depends. And yes. No. <laughs> okay. No. And no. yes. Okay. And yes. So. <laughs> so it depends. <laughs> it depends. My immediate reaction is no. I hate when people guilt themselves and shame. We just had an episode about the shame of sex. So. I hate that phrase. Is sex with your ex a bad thing? This person is clearly concerned that they've recently had sex with their ex and that it they're a bad person. You're not. No, not at all. You want to know why? Because it's familiar. 
Yeah. Because it's easy. I, because you know what they look like naked. And you know that they know how to make you come or make you feel good. No. The practice. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. The problem is if you're with someone who isn't good for you. If this is a toxic relationship. Whether or not there's abuse. Whether or not you guys just don't mesh on a certain level. Or you are wanting different things. Like you want kids. He doesn't. He wants to get married. You don't. Is it a bad thing? It can be if you're expecting more than just sex. You're lonely and you booty call your yeah, ex exactly. and say, hey, I just need to get laid. And yeah. I, I please, like, are you busy? Like, let's go. That's not bad at all. We all want to feel attractive. We all want to feel loved. We all want to feel good. And you know there's a safe person who you don't have to vet who you safe in quote safe yeah i mean i'm speaking in generalities here but you don't have to go on a date they can come over with a bag of hot cheetos and sour cream and you guys can watch two episodes who the fuck knows what people eat you can watch two episodes no you can watch two episodes of i don't know always sunny there you go and bone and then it's nice hot and ready hot and ready okay hot and ready it's got kind of a hot and ready Sexual I'm hot and I got a bread, bucks. some breadsticks. I would I it. would say that um, I have done this uh, twice. With two, I did this two, two relationships. Okay, and I gotta say the sex after relation, you know, with the ex quote, you know, in quotations was was better. It was almost better. <laughs> I know because there was you know a gap in time mm. and. Yeah, like you said, you knew what they liked, and yeah, I would say it's almost like you had a handicap in golf. Like, but yeah. with a lot of use, <laughs> came a lot of drama. Yeah, it was like, now are we back together? It's like, no, I just want to fuck you, right? And so boundaries, right? So, boundaries are important. Just know, yeah, lay some ground. I, I think my advice would be lay some groundwork. I think that ground ground. I think that sex with your ex the day after you break up is probably not the best idea, but like. Three to six months later, not a terrible plan. Just, I mean, if you're still mourning that relationship, it's probably not the smartest idea. uh, Say like, um, hey, we're both looking. We're both striking out. I need some sex. You need some sex? All right. (laughs) Let's just some let's just sex. do this, and then we'll get back in the like. Kinda you do your like thing. An order from Jack in the Box. I need some tacos. <laughs> do you need some tacos? I'm gonna take a number uh, sixty-nine. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. It's fine. We're taking a break. We're gonna take a quick break, and then I want to play another sexy moment in history. Do it. And I'm, I'm gonna so play that excited. one. Excited. This is now a full frontal with the audience. So here we go, audience. Um, it's, it's your show. What are we going out with? We're gonna go out with. Um, um, you know what? I here, here's a song. I just came up. Um, I first AD'd this music video. Ooh. This guy, kind of a prima donna. Okay. Put it out. Fuck it. I don't care. He's little, never going to listen to this. Yeah, he's not. Um, but he was cool. Like, and his and this song is catchy as fuck. And well, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, so what the fuck is this? Scotty Sire means m- called Mood Tracks. Mood Tracks. Mood Swings, sorry. Oh, Mood Swings. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. I love it. Can't explain the pain that I'm feeling. I get up. For no reason, serotonin must be leaking. Cause I'm fine for a little, then I'm tweaking. Cause I'm up and I'm down and I'm down and I'm out, but it's fine, I'm alright. Cause I'll come back around. These feelings are feeling now. I get mood swings every day for no reason. No, I ain't got a problem. Sometimes I hit the bottom. I get mood swings, get real high just to come down. I don't know how to come down. 
Hey everyone, it's Corey and Robert from the So So Scrooge Podcast. A little background on us. I've been a school teacher for seven years. I have a brand new baby and I love to read. And I've been working in the film industry for the past six years. I don't want kids. And the most reading I do is Netflix captions. Every week, Corey and I scrutinize movies, music, video games, food, and everything in between. We have some of our closest friends to stop by to scrutinize stuff with us and share their stories. Plus, some amazing musicians we know like the Dares and Jordan from Newfound Glory. I also invite some incredible filmmakers I've had the pleasure to work with on the podcast to talk about their careers and the industry. Download the So So Scrutiny podcast for free on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcast platforms. Or visit SoSoScrutiny.com for every episode, videos, merch, and more. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. The So So Scrutiny podcast. What's your position? Sexy moment in TV and movie history. I'm gonna freaking explode inside you. I'm gonna spill it. I'm gonna fill you up. I'm gonna fill you up. What? I'm gonna fill you up. Okay, just let me do this, honey. you guys have never seen the movie mcgruber do yourself a favor okay <laughs> go watch a few of the snl skits before they made the movie it has nothing to do with the movie but just know do you, do you know about mcgruber he's a cop right well it's based on macgyver right but mcgruber is like he uses like you know a paper clip and a rubber band and he makes a bomb and just always fails he always like goes in a <laughs> tirade about something and then the you know the bomb is clicking and He's going on a tirade like, come on, five seconds, MacGruber. And it's like everything, it always blows up. It's very campy. Very. Go watch the movie. It's one of the most underrated comedies. Go into it knowing it's fucking ridiculous. Is that really a sex scene in there? It it builds up. It's, it's, uh, I forget, uh, what's the girl's name? Shit. Um, but yeah, it's all this foreplay (laughs) and then make it all sexy with the music, you know, with the pre music and then it just cuts to eh, eh, and it's just then, just yeah i have to go it's pretty great so, I was, that was awful if anyone did that to me i would that's pretty great never call them again it's a classic love scene <laughs> it's classic again female excitement okay anyways all right we're going back back to questions we have so many questions i really didn't realize this was going to be as big as it was <laughs> crazy here we go all right. How do you feel more comfortable about sex? How do you get rid of the pressure and make it fun 
Not a stressful, guilting experience. Good God. Wow. Dude, these questions make me sad, like, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, education. Lubrication. <laughs> communication. Is that a thing? Or did you just make that I up? I just made that up. We need to put that on a t-shirt. I literally think I might. And that's the answer to that question. There it is. Education, lubrication, communication. It gets rid of the maybe, guilt. It maybe gets, put communication before lubrication. Because you got to talk about like, hey, what are we doing? Education, and then we lubricate communication, well. lubrication. I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it. I like it. That's it, it. That's the answer to that fucking question. <laughs> Next question, please. Next question. Here we go. <laughs> I really am going to put that on a t-shirt. Male to... It's another uh, transgender one. Male to female bottom surgery makes sense to me. But okay. how do you turn a vagina into a penis? Um, there is a surgery that takes the clitoris um, and then also some excess skin from elsewhere, similar to like... I, I, I am assuming like a skin graft when you take skin from somewhere and make it into another part of your body. But they take the clitoris uh, and hopefully the nerves from the clitoris and turn it into something that can become erect. Um, Do they take cadaver penises? I don't know. I think it's a thing. It's a great question. But I don't know how they would make it erect. This is a a marketplace (laughs) they should figure out. Guys turning into girls. Hey, don't need that thing anymore. Hey, does any girl that's turning into a dude want my dick? That's there you go. Wow, that should be like a tra- like an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, I'm noticing a trend in these questions. Interesting. Lots of sexual. They're curious about how trans, you know, do the surgery. Interesting. A lot of um, discharge questions. There's two discharge questions. Hold that first. I was going to say that. Okay. This, that's this question. No and way. Then, but the other one was like the the feeling of sex being a shameful. burden, shameful. Burden. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is discharge. Why are we taught so little about discharge when mm. it comes to show so much about our health? Okay, fair and fucking accurate question because it does. So STIs can actually cause your discharge to change color and smell and consistency. So if you are aware what your discharge looks like normally, you will be more aware of what it looks like when it's abnormal, right? So it's very difficult for someone to say, well, I think that's abnormal, but I don't really know what normal is. So I guess how would I know what abnormal is? It does. It really does indicate a lot about our health, about our vaginal health, about our sexual health. Why are we taught so little about it? Well, because we are taught very little about the vagina in general. Republicans. (laughs) A lot of schools just teach about periods and and they sort of separate the boys and the girls and someone probably mentioned it like in a five second snippet and then never really talked about it in detail and they probably mentioned it once when you were in the fifth grade and giggling with your friend Josie so had they discussed this with you consistently throughout your life growing up and had someone told you to expect it and had someone talked to you about it when it happened and had you talked about it with your friends it would be more commonplace but unfortunately because of the society that we live in it is not Republicans. All right. Especially in religious context, Republicans, STDs are used to keep people from having premarital sex. Okay. So how persuasive pervasive Pervasive? are STDs really? Oh. Is it that fair or is it even 
or is it more fear mongering? I like the word really fucking great question. So is there a punk band named fear mongering? There fucking should be. There should be or metal band. So the question is, do religious groups use STIs to convince people to not have sex? Premarital sex. Premarital sex. Is this an accurate concern based on the pervasiveness of STIs? So I would say no, clearly not. Uh, Premarital sex is bullshit, in my opinion. That's my position, and I don't give a shit. Um, People lose their virginity at the age of 17 and don't get married till the age of 27. So there's 10 years in there where you should be boning and figure out how to bone and what makes you feel good. Um, Yeah. I feel like STIs are a problem. I feel like they are becoming more of a problem they're always gonna every be year, and they're always going to be a problem. Um, the The fact that they are used to prevent people from having premarital sex clearly isn't happening because we, more people are having premarital sex and more people are getting STIs. So fear-mongering, yeah, I agree with that. I think that is exactly what they're doing. Is it working? No, not at all. Not in modern time. No. Maybe 100 years ago. Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe. Uh, this is another trend. This is another common question we just got. Is hookup culture a negative thing? For example, friends with benefits instead of emotional intimacy. Okay. No. I think negative is a very one-sided term. So, again, it's going to depend on your level of maturity. <laughs> sorry, went. I just read another question. It's, it's going to be a good one. All right, sorry. <laughs> It depends on your level of maturity. Are you capable of having a friends with benefits situation? There's a lot of intimacy that comes with sex. There's a lot of emotions and hormones that come with engaging in oral, vaginal, and anal sex. And that's fine. If you're capable of removing the expectation of anything, if you're capable of being honest with yourself about what you're there for and what they're there for, I think hookup culture is fine. I think that it it's something that has been named recently, but something that's always been present without a name. I feel like the phrase hookup culture is very Gen Z, but it's been happening forever. It's something that is the bar scene in the 90s or the club scene in the early 2000s. That's basically what it meant. You just go to a bar, you go to a club, you go to your school and you find someone to hook up with. Like you go to a party and you hook up with somebody. Is it just me or does it seem like the gays, the gays, um, hook up more than like the... I feel like there is more hookup culture within the LGBT community simply because they are more accepting of their own sexuality and the sexuality of those around them. I feel like they embrace sexuality more than a heteronormative society. The gays have better sex than absolutely the, uh, they do lesbians have longer orgasms and more frequent orgasms than thank you Stephanie well, and Ashley yeah. for teaching us when I say the gays I'm talking about the dudes oh they have the gays lesbians have their own thing well, but I feel like the there's a too. lot of fucking but yeah acceptance <laughs> a lot of fucking too. and a lot of fucking <laughs> and they understand the pleasure aspect of it and they can remove emotion from sexual experiences but also add it back in when it needs to be pepper it in there there's a lot of acceptance in the LGBT take some notes, community Christians right god damn god, take some notes from the gays Kelsey. they have great lawns they keep their streets clean and they know how to fuck I really like what is the matter like why are people mad like they I don't know. I fucking don't understand Great question. I'm so excited. I did some research while you were talking. <clears throat> so mm. if you don't know mm. this question, I have a few examples. Wow. Question is, best strap-on for women? Oh, I just bought one. <laughs> it's called Strap-On Me, and it's from Touch Me, I think is what it's called. 
Um, I, I'm literally trying to be the most experienced and efficient and expert human sexuality professor and podcast giver. I said that at the beginning of this year, I'm going to educate people. I'm going to fucking educate the shit She's out of people. Kinsing, k- kinsinging? Kinsying? The fuck out of this year. I really am. I'm, I'm immersing myself into situations that are going to expand my sexual horizons so I can expand your sexual horizons. And I just bought a strap. Kevin just bought it for me the other day. It's great. She's it doing goes, it for you. I'm doing it for you. It goes in, it, so it, it's like a bulb that gets inserted into the vaginal canal and then the penis dildo part comes out and so you can fuck somebody else and then it has a remote control so you can, someone else can like turn the bulb on or turn the bulb off or turn the whole thing Not on. Not a light bulb. Not, but no, the bulb that goes inside. I don't know what else to call it. Like, he makes a little vibration. Yeah. And then it's supposed to stay in by itself but a lot of people on the website said to buy a harness and uh, use the harness I don't I don't know we, we just got it today well I searched top oh uh, please women's strap-ons and according to women's health oh that's a great website by the way there you go I use it a lot um, top one they got it's called Eve strap-on play playset by Adam and Eve who is a company that i would be loved i love adam and eve can they sponsor us like right i'm now? gonna i'm gonna put it down right now in future years adam and eve <gasps> is going to be a sponsor i love that manifestation for us I mean, oh why wouldn't they be a sponsor for us we're talking about that I don't right. know. so eve's strap and it's about 50 bucks not bad it's not it bad. comes with a, a strap-on thing it's like purple and it's got three different kinds of uh strap-on things you put in there uh and then we got the uh intermediate intermediate Unisex vibrating strap-on harness kit by Love Honey. That's a hundred bucks. Hey, it's just one. It's like just a big, just a big black dick. Okay, oh, look at this look, right. the last one. It's kind of it's cute. Yeah, I don't understand that because that doesn't have any vibration, and like I don't want to just like fuck. We're gonna get there. All right, there. That's coming up. Thank you very much. Um, this is a weird one, but this is their top ones. So I, I mean, just, they did the I research. I guess so. This next one's weird. It's the thigh strap-on from Amazon. Let me see. $25. It looks like a knee brace. and But I think in that little hole... You oh, put, it, is an, it is a strap-on knee. It's a knee brace, but you wrap it around your waist probably and put the dildo through the hole. So It's the cheapest way. It's like the, oh. the punk rock version to <laughs> get a strap-on. 25 bucks. That's there not, you go. But uh, yeah, but you have to have the dildo. Like, uh, another one from Love Honey. Yeah, you have to have, you have, you have uh, pre-owned mm-hmm. dildo. Mm-hmm. Uh, l- another one from Love Honey. The Desire Luxury Rechargeable Strapless Strap-On Dildo Vibrator. Jesus Christ. It's, well it's done. Uh, look at that. That's look at what that she said. Thing. Why is everything purple? Well, oh, so of that's are kind of... I don't, yeah. I don't know, but that's kind of what the one I bought looks so like. So this one looks like it, it goes... That's exactly. the lemon. Yeah, it's there's got a, a little rab- It's got a little rabbit thing right? for the clitoris. Just for the clitoris, exactly. The Very good. And then it has the penis, and it vibrates. There you go. And this is what I'm saying. Like, obviously, women don't just want penetration. Like, that's not why we're having sex for most women. Um, so you want to get off too? A little bit. <laughs> and the vibrations help us uh, quite a lot, actually, because it moves a lot of the muscles, and the clitoris actually extends down the labia, like for a few inches, and vibrating or stimulating the labia and also stimulating the clitoris while also penetrating somebody can actually increase the intensity of the orgasm. So it's a very good idea. Uh, A couple more Mm -hmm. because they're they're fun to say. I know, right? Strap on me, remote control, vibrating, strapless strap on. That's it. Black. That's the one, but mine's purple. Why is it? I don't know. It just came purple. purple? 
This one, this next one is if not If anybody purple. knows why purple is very prominent in the dildo world, can you let us know? It's curious because I definitely bought one for an ex-girlfriend and it was purple. I don't get it. Um, Maybe well, it's because it's a I, I like mix purple. of blue and pink. Ooh. It's like... Not masculine and not feminine? It's a fun color. It's a fun color. I love purple. This one is not purple. <laughs> It's called the hollow rechargeable strap on, and that looks like a goddamn that dick. That looks like a dick. It's got balls and everything. It has veins. Uh, $75 at adamandeve.com. It has veins, guys. Uh, another veins. Love Honey. Uh, you know what? Adam and Eve love and honey. Love Honey, you guys got to compete for our sponsorship. We're Sounds like good. you guys. I don't know Love Honey. I've never, I've but never heard of them either. Apparently, but. they're they got a lot of stuff. Love Honey Universal Strap on Harness. So, this one's got the harness. You got to have a pre owned so need. To, so, see, I like that they're giving you the option of either the, the harness or the strap on because I feel like they don't always come together. Amazing. Yeah. But they should. Like, a lot of people in the comments said, hey, this was too heavy and I couldn't main, like, I couldn't hold it in. I needed a harness and it didn't come with a harness. So, this next one baffles my mind. Okay. $135, Adam and Eve. Vibrating double penetration strap on harness. Where does that go? Does that big part go in your butt? No. So, wait a second. Give me because, that. Because if it's in your if it's in your vagina, the, the, the dick this. is like at your belly belly button. I'm gonna tell you right now. You place the shorter dildo inside of you and enjoy the feel as you thrust away. So it looks like one of them sits on this. That little little lobe sits on the clitoris. Yep, the little bulb right there goes. So on the, the big part goes. That goes into your partner, and then no, there's no. I get that. I know the dick part goes into the. Yeah, but that goes into the vaginal opening. That's okay. I was curious because yeah. it's kind of a. It's a weird shape. It's kind of like it's a, a big gap. Uh, looks like a, like a cat tree almost. You gotta have a if you have a big. Uh, well, it's not women. I call on uh, men. It's called an ABC. The Upper ABC. belly. The ass. Ball connector. <laughs> the gooch, I guess, what they call it. Ass ball connector. I was I thinking think I, that I you think were going think, for the fupa. The I think I learned that from Johnny Knoxville. Oh my not. god, of course. Did you see the new one, by the way? I haven't. All right, there's like five more. Let's, let's I, no, we're, not, we're, we're done. We're, we're done. done with this. There's, next question. The, the thing you gotta know is there's a marketplace for all of your strap-on needs. There really there is. Go. They're really Adam and Eve and uh, love, love Honey. Love, love Honey, please sponsor us. Thank you very much. What would you say to people on social media who are crazy in, like in quotations, parentheses, okay. oh, crazy pedophiles, sorry, oh. let me rephrase this. What would you say to people on social media who are crazy pedophiles and claim it's a valid sexuality because they get those feelings naturally towards children? And another thing, saw this topic on TikTok and thought the conversation was interesting, but I wonder what you think. Okay. So like Nambla. Okay, so I, 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 this is a topic I probably could dedicate an entire episode to, but I'll go back to my compulsion discussion where is it a valid sexual attraction? No. Is it a sexual attraction that happened out of trauma? Yes. Yeah. Do these people deserve help? Absolutely. Um, can they rid themselves of these desires and compulsions? I don't know. Maybe not. 
it's really sad, and I I hate to like compare it this way, but I mean, if you're into kids and that's your thing, Mm-mm. I know it's bad, but what if feet are your thing? Like that is their thing. Like they don't have a feet thing; they have a kid thing. But like, no one has a have a feet thing. But nobody has a foot thing because of a trauma. Sometimes right? they do, because. I don't have a foot fetish. I think feet are kind of gross. So it's, do kind, I. it's kind of weird. But I don't understand why people have that fetish, but there must be a reason you know, because I do have fetishes. We could have an episode those, on fetish and kink and what the difference is. I think there's a correlation because there might be. My I, I'm not going to go into what my fetishes are. Maybe not on this one. I'm not drunk enough. But <laughs> my things I, I can correlate to my past. Like oh, that's why I like it. Right. And there are things that are like that. And the kids that are, or the guys that are into the kids, it means, it's usually not it women going It takes a lot of therapy. But it, there's it, a re- they they had that happen to them. We had a, an episode circle. at the beginning of season two about sexual sadism. And we touched upon pedophilia. But it's it's such a, uh, a, a topic that's really sad. And I don't necessarily know if like people really want to discuss it. Like They need help. They do. Oh, I feel terrible for them. They don't know. Some of them do. Some of them know, and they literally just lock themselves in their houses. No, they no no. They just keep themselves away from society. Like they just lock themselves away in a tower and don't come out because they're like, I can't. I won't fucking do this. Like, but they can't enjoy sex with other people, like uh, people their own age, because when they were sexualized was at a younger age and it was by a younger person or by an older person. Definitely maybe older person. No, but it sometimes is by younger people and that's why they're stuck in that like headspace. That's a real big psychological topic. My take on it is, um, I, I don't. It's think, not good. Don't no, no, do it's it. not good ever. I guess my take on it is, I wouldn't <laughs> label them as crazy pedophilians. Like I feel like that's a, a negative. Like it's, I, they are pedof- They're pedophiles, just like people are rapists. But that doesn't necessarily mean that these individuals don't need help and don't need something to get them back on the right track. Exactly. That's my position. There you go. The end. All right, this is a good one. Okay. <clears throat> What is it like to go to Planned Parenthood? Oh. And what are good what are the good things we should oh, what are the good things they offer that we should all be aware of? Okay. There's more. I recently found out I live three minutes away from a Planned Parenthood. The reason I realized is because there was a line of pro, quote oh, unquote pro choice no. people standing out right outside. Those people apparently have nothing better to do. Sad Amen. women are ashamed uh, for their choices. So the problem is that Planned Parenthood, I think the statistic, I don't have it memorized, but I think it's something like only 5% of Planned Parenthood services are abortions. Wow. I'll, I'll say this too. On the record, we are an official sponsor. Official. We. No, we, we stand. We sponsor Planned Parenthood. I'll give them money every day of the week. If they want to be a quote unquote sponsor, I don't want money. I don't even want money. I just want to talk talk about it. Give us some t shirts that we can hand out. Yeah, give us some condoms. Give me some fucking. Give us some sponsorship. Put us on your webpage. We don't want money from you. Ever. No. I give money to Planned Parenthood. Like, I sponsor Planned Parenthood. They're amazing. I love them. That's the first time we've ever said that. We are a sponsor. Huge. (laughs) What's it like to go to one? Yeah, it's like going to a doctor's office. You walk in. It's a little more hip, though, is it? Is it well, a little, no, well, it's very doctor's office. It's oh. very much like a fucking okay. chiropractor's office. Like a like you walk in, there's a sliding glass window, you check in, 
There's a lady in scrubs checking people in. There's people milling about, putting charts away. There's a waiting room with uncomfortable chairs and a television playing SUV. Uh, SVU, excuse me. Um, like car commercials. No, no, no. Uh, play, are playing, you know. That's what they're playing prices, in the... Price is right. Who knows? Women are going just, in for abortion. No. They want to watch SVU. No, they don't. I'm Jesus, saying, Ashley. It's just like a fucking No, they're watching channel. Disney. They're watching Mandalorian. No, no, and, no. It's, it's just like Channel 2. Like, it's just a channel. And there's magazines everywhere. It's a doctor's office. doctor's office. And then you get called back by a lady in scrubs, and you go back there, and you sit in a room that you're by yourself, and the lady says, what are you here for? back up a little bit. Hold on. Before we get into that room. Sure. Because I've never been to one. I'm not a lady. Men Um, go too, by the way. I know. They offer services for men and women. Totally. FYI. Totally get that. Go up to the the sliding window, like you said. What does the woman say to you? Do Hi, we, how can I help you? Do we have to give insurance? Do we no. Oh, yeah. So, the, no, you don't need insurance to go to Planned Parenthood. If you have insurance, they'll use it. If you don't want to use your insurance, it's on a sliding scale. If you can't pay for your appointment, they'll um, do a couple different uh, forms for you to fill out so that you can go on to the sliding scale. They give you what's called a green card in California if you can't afford basic female services. But in the state of California and in the country now, there is something called the women's wellness exam. And if you tell them that you're there for the women's wellness exam, it's free. They're huge sponsor of that too. I love, well, that's because of Obama. Yeah. God, I love him. I miss him so much. He's coming out with Netflix stuff. Him and Netflix <laughs> so signed some huge contract. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you, okay, so you can you do use thing, insurance. You don't have to. Um, you and tell then them. You sit I'm there and you in. watch SVU and mm-hmm. you wait, read your magazine. Yep, they go the back. They take your height and your weight. Then then they take you to a room and then they ask you what you're there for. And you're like, I'm here to get birth control. And they're like, Okay, have you ever had birth control before? You're there like to get a pap smear. And they're like, Okay, take your clothes off, put this robe on, about to have a pap smear. Or you're there to get condoms. And then they hey, just, I got a lump in my ball. Hey, then take your clothes off. Let's find out what's going on with your testicles. Yeah. Um, it's very much a, uh, a like, they're very accommodating. They're very acclimating. They have seen it all. They know probably more than your gynecologist does. Um, and, and they also hate the people outside. Absolutely. Protesting as much as they There's a do. lot of violence that happens. There's been some deaths. Doctors have been killed. Nurses have been Fucking killed. Fucking hypocrites. They're I know. all Christians and Catholics. I know. They, it's all about they peace and love. Save life. Yeah, pro-life, except you murder people who provide medical services. Um, I guess it's frustrating for me because Planned Parenthood doesn't do only abortions. They actually prevent STIs and they... Um, help women and men with infections and they are sometimes the only place that people can go because they're free uh, for their for their physical health um, so it's it's a great wonderful amazing place and I honest to God I'm gonna look up the statistic but I think it's five percent of their services are abortions that's it look it up well after you yeah, ask this then, question look that up and then what's the number of STIs and uh, unplanned pregnancies that go up when they defund those fucking places oh yeah oh for oh for sure oh my god oh my fucking god might be uh, all right we're gonna do one more but it's uh three questions okay <clears throat> Uh, all right, here we go. In the context of socially conservative family members, okay. how can I be a good ally at social gatherings? Conver- uh, controversial LGBTQ plus topics always come up, but as an ally, I feel guilty just to s- uh, silently sit there. Jesus. Yet, I know I can't change someone's mind. Am I a bad ally if I just sit, stay there in silence to maintain the peace? 
This hurts my heart. Depends on the family, man. I Can mean, you answer this right now? Because I can't do this right now. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, luckily, we we have a family that's very LGBTQ plus positive because our... But we do also have family members that support individuals who are anti-LGBT. So then isn't that true. in and of itself an anti-LGBT conversation? Yeah. I That's the problem that I have. If you tell me you support Trump... In any way, shape, or form, to me, that means you absolutely fucking hate my friends who are LGBTQ. In my family, I've become not the black sheep, but like the brunt. I take, I go, I go to war. Yeah, he does. With a lot of my family members, and it's it's come to some cost. But I'm one of the people that I can't sit silently, silently when I know that multiple people in my family vote for people and stand by people that are anti everything that our family stands Dude, for. If if you seriously think <laughs> that the Republican Party cares about women in any way, shape, or form. And women. I was just thinking like, of Uncle Uncle Jamie. Yeah. But, yeah. But hi. Oh yeah, we have women in our family. Oh too. yeah, we do. Yeah. Our family is the matriarchy. Like we are the matriarchy. And And uh, Nana being the queen oh of all of that. So I recently spoke to someone who I, who expressed a political view to me and I no longer wanted to speak to them. Like I just met them, just met them, just barely met them. And, and they expressed that they voted for Trump and they would never be able to vote for Hillary. And this person's female. And I was floored and I, I have, I couldn't remember the last time I had met someone female who agreed with that Cretan of a fucking shitty piece of party. I want to see a person that the whole party is terrible. But he is the worst. Yeah, like that man said he wants to grab women by the pussy. I fucking can't believe that 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 happened, and it upsets me when people still stand by him after that. Why did Billy Bush get banned for that? I don't know. Why did Trump become president and Billy Bush got blacklisted from? Right, he's back now, which is good. It's a little weird. It's weird. It's a little weird. Um, how can you be a good ally? I would say don't lose your cool. I would say <laughs> find your opening. Um, sometimes silence is more powerful than anger. I would also say to become educated about specific topics um, and also broader topics. And if someone brings up something like, oh, well, you know, the LGBT community are responsible for HIV. You can be like, actually, it started in Simeon's in 1924. Bring, bring your facts. Bring your facts. Just, we, But get some really up. fucking good ones. Get some good hard facts that are hard, hard facts that are like non-negotiable. Like exactly. not not necessarily like something that was in Maxim magazine or, or Pornhub or something. But like get some good hard scientific facts. Some points that you can bring that make you sound intelligent and um, if somebody ever says something that you find offensive you can absolutely leave the room you don't have to say anything but you can get up and walk away and that's called negative reinforcement and you are removing something from the situation because usually what that person wants is to get a rise out of you because they know you're an ally and you're scary to them and they are automatically on the defense. Whereas you are just an open human being who loves everybody. They feel the need to attack everything 
about you and who your friends are. They're so scared. they're totally scared. And if you feel like That's your defensive mechanism, un- yeah. you you can't say anything worth saying, or you are are tongue tied in the moment, or Be you the are adult. just leave the room. Yep. And if somebody comes out and says, "What's going on?" Like, I can't sit and I I can't actually listen to that. I refuse. That's a boundary for me. I I don't feel like I can be in that room when someone discusses that. And as soon as they're done talking about it, let me know and I'll come back in. That's huge. I that's my new thing. A little uh, behind the curtain. I have a little bit of an anger problem. What? Yeah. Um. But in the last couple of years, I think it's You've been, gotten it under control. I've, thank you. And one yeah. of the biggest things that I learned from listening to some you know podcasts and some YouTube stuff and some just, family members. Well, no, but learning how to deal with it is exactly what you said. Just leave the room. Like, don't put yourself in the situation. Just go outside. Go for a walk. 10 minutes later, that anger is going to be gone. So I have, (laughs) but I have a different kind of way of looking at it. My thing is I have anger, but if it gets to a point then I leave, but if I'm like ready to go and I got all my facts ready and I'm ready, like full Mm -hmm. charge, like, and they don't want to go to battle fucking block. I've, I've blocked so many people on Instagram, Facebook that I I'm this and I'm like, I'm this. And they're like, well, you're a fucking idiot. I'm like, well, you're a fucking idiot. What's your name? You're done. Tell me. Here's some, yeah. What's Here's some facts. Go educate yourself. I'm done with you. Yeah. Why? There's billions What's of people the in the point? world. That the one person's stress, not going to make your life any the better. The amount of stress that you're going to get from trying, like the person was right. They can't change the opinion of somebody. So change your behavior. If you can't change someone's opinion, change your behavior. There you go. That's All my, right. that's my point. All right. so, that was a good one. That Thank was a good, you. good great a question. Really great question. Um, okay, second one. So far, we've talked a lot about positives of porn. Okay. However, as someone who does not particularly enjoy porn, mm-hmm. can we maybe talk about the negatives? Okay. For instance, exposure to pornography as a super young age is a bound to be super damaging. Okay. Or what what about incels who might feel motivated to commit violence against women in real life in real life because that's what they see in pornography. So, so that's a big question. That's I a lot really of like that this person went back to the fact that we have discussed porn in numerous episodes. We have also discussed incels mm-hmm. in an episode and two of those episodes were with our dear friend Bunky. Cheers to Bunky. Um, I think that we need to excuse incels from porn. I think that incels uh, do a lot of things that are not necessarily healthy and porn might be one of them, but it might not. Just go listen to our last episode. Go listen to the episode on we'll incels. We'll do another one. I wouldn't mind that's touching great on that. F- I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um, the negatives of porn, absolutely. I mean, that's an, uh, the episode we did on porn talked about the negatives, that there is completely this idea that people want to be in pain. And when when your orgasm comes at the expense of someone else, I think that's where we cross a line. Um, if you're watching porn for pleasure, but the only pleasure you get is because someone else is humiliated or in pain, you may need to consider like reconsider what's happening in that scenario. Do I think it's inappropriate for young children to be exposed to porn? Yes. I also think it's inappropriate for young children to be exposed to alcohol. I also think it's violence. inappropriate for young children to be exposed to violence or Grand, gr- kids under like 13 should not play Grand Theft Auto or listen <laughs> to most hip hop. Sorry. Yeah. 
Like, I'm Go sorry. To some jazz. Yeah. Like, there's a lot that I Classic think rock. young children shouldn't be exposed to. Yeah. But unfortunately, the media that we have and the access to things that, that there are. And the parents that are out there. And the parents that are not doing their jobs. <laughs> um, the education that is lacking. Those children are being exposed to it and then not being spoken to about it. And so... You may get exposed to porn at a young age, but that doesn't mean you're going to turn into an incel. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. one doesn't ex- explain the other. So if you have someone who's able to explain to you what pornography is and maybe show you sites that are ethically sound or maybe explain to you how to imagine something that feels good rather than find it online. Also, you yourself, if you watch porn a lot, why don't you put the fucking computer away and see if you can do it by yourself? Get your brain back in action. I've done man. that. Hell yeah. There's been moments where I'm like, dude, I've been watching porn a lot. Like, let's go back to the memory bank before right. I had a cell phone. Yeah. Like when I was 13, there was no cell phone. I had, no. I had to do it from the old noggin. Right. And on our porn episode, Bunky even says like, do we really, I mean, but are you still just fantasizing about the porn or are you fantasizing about like, I mean, like does, is a fantasy also porn? Like, so can you just masturbate in a meditative state? Like, I don't even know, dude. That's meta. That sounds awesome. That sounds crazy. Uh, this last question. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of towards men. Okay. Um, it's kind of interesting though. As a female, we hear a lot of testimonies from women who have been sexually harassed. Yes. However, how to men how to men uh, how, how do, do men, men feel, feel mm. when they are sexually violated? Mm. In what situations are men commonly harassed, and who are typically uh, perpetrators? Oh. Furthermore, like the furthermore, what goes <laughs> through their their thoughts when their minds are saying no, but their bodies are unconsciously responding. <laughs> ah, sexual non-concordance. Um, Have you found a situation where you've ever been harassed before? Not to the point where it's like, this is a problem, but yeah, there's been like women. You ever felt like a piece of meat? Yeah, that they're laying it on real hard and okay. I'm not into it and they should know that and they're still laying it on hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Read the room, but it's kind of a thing, kind of. But it's not like women are coming up to grabbing my my crotch, right? Which would sound awesome, but sometimes you know, <laughs> um, yeah, doesn't. I mean, me personally, um, I can't not to the, not to the extent of women. No, I would say. Do you know why? Because men are gross. Power. Yeah, it's power. Yeah. So men have power inherently. Mm-hmm. They're, they're stronger or they're faster or they have more money or women mm-hmm. are supposed keep, to submit to them. Going, Shut up. Going. Women are supposed to submit. So women feel like they don't have power in certain situations. And so in a situation like you're discussing where yeah. someone's laying it on real thick and you're like, no, I'm good. You were probably like, this is awkward for them, but like not for me. In a female situation where someone's laying it on real thick and we're like, please stop talking and they don't. Our next thought is, if I don't leave this situation, I will be attacked. Like, there's, mm. this is bad. We, I have to get out of here. Like, and I think men have this idea where they have a right to something. Mm. Yeah, everything. Right. <laughs> and it is, uh, and sex is, is included in that. And if a girl even, like, if a waitress flirts with somebody then they feel like they have the authority to grab her ass as she walks away or if a girl at a bar accepts a drink if you're like hey i bought you a drink and she's like okay thanks now she has to talk to you for 30 minutes like this is power this is expectation and 
I don't, I cannot speak for men and I don't know any men personally who have been sexually harassed to the point that they felt unsafe or like their life was in danger, but I guarantee you it's happened. Um, I don't know the answer to this question in that context, but I can say um, that it happens and it's usually a power dynamic is why sexual harassment occurs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great episode. We're going to go have some stuffed (laughs) peppers. Um. This was a grateful frontal audience. Thank you for joining us today. Like, I really appreciate you. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is this? DJ Cumberbund. I do love him. My God. This is uh, Toxic and B-52's Love Shack. Might actually be one of the best songs I've ever heard. Uh, This guy, DJ Cumberbund, mixes songs with perfection. Not only does he mix the songs, but then he makes a music video that includes both songs or more. And more, yeah. Yeah. And and then he includes a breakdown of like, and like there's a hey, and then there's a yell, and then there's a a, a little Wayne, yeah, like out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. He, he shows like the, the Pro Tools session it's, of like when the track is gonna hit and stuff. It's brilliant, yeah. and it's fucking catchy. God damn, I'm in awe of this guy. Same, we love him. Unofficial sponsor, DJ Cumberbund. Um, please, everyone, send us. Technically, your we're a sponsor. We're playing his songs, but just getting money on iTunes, so we're sponsoring him. So you're <laughs> and welcome. Official sponsor of ours, DJ Cumberbund. You're welcome. Uh, guys, please send us your questions. Call us at five one three six nine six nine six. Send us your questions at What's Your Position podcast on Instagram or Gmail. Follow us, like us, share us. If any of these questions resonated with you, I'm so fucking grateful. If they didn't, but they could resonate with someone else, please share. Um, I really liked doing this episode. I felt like it was, it was a, great. Yeah, and I, I it makes questions. me feel really smart because I answered all of them. So it'd be great to do this with Bunky. Ooh, he would have some great answers. Oh my god. Okay, we're going to have Bucky back on. Uh, we're going to have a lot of people. We have a, a porn star coming on. We've got a, uh, a young lady who went through a transgender uh, surgery to come on. We have a, a man who's coming on to talk about NAMI and mental health in, uh, in men. Stick around. We've, uh, we've got a lot of shit coming up. Um, love you so much, guys. Please follow us and like us. And I'll, as always, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of error. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.